When the first light of dawn broke on the morning of February 15th, 2006, most of the residents in a HDB flat nestled in Serangoon, Singapore, remained in a deep sleep. It was early, quickly approaching 6 a.m., and yet a small group of early risers might have already started getting ready for the day ahead. One of them was the 13-year-old daughter of Lim Hock Soon. The young girl had to go to school, prompting her mother, Mrs. Lim, to rise from her bed and assist her daughter in preparing for the school day. The clock was now quickly approaching 6.55am, and lurking at their doorstep was a figure cloaked in darkness. A Chinese man donned a black attire, with a black cap concealing his face. As the door swung open, Tan Chor Jin, the one-eyed dragon, addressed the 13-year-old girl standing before him. Get inside. This is a robbery. Tan held the gun and a knife tightly in his hands, and with a chilling and calculated tone, he commanded the scared young girl to go inside. Additionally, the family's Indonesian domestic helper, Risa, who was responsible for accompanying Lim's daughter to school, stood helpless, held at gunpoint, her heart racing with sheer terror. After securely locking the door, Tan forced both the maid and the young girl to move into the living room. Startled from his sleep on a mattress in the same room, Lim suddenly awoke to the menacing presence of Tan, who pointed his weapon directly at him. As Lim pleaded with the gunman not to hurt his maid and family, Tan ordered them to go into different rooms, leaving both Lim and Tan to stay in the living room. Then, After opening fire on Lim Hock Soon at point-blank range, the one-eyed murderer stormed into the room where Lim's wife and daughter were held captive. He cautioned Lim's wife about the dire consequences of reporting him to the police, vowing to return and annihilate her and her family should she dare entertain the thought. As the one-eyed dragon departed the flat, he carried with him a fortune in his grasp, $170,000 worth of cash, precious jewellery, and four gleaming Rolex watches. The criminal exploits of Tan Chor Jin left an indelible mark on the history of Singapore's underworld. His ruthless actions had shot him straight into the eye of the Singaporean public's attention. And now, his audacious act had ignited a relentless pursuit, a quest to slay the dragon. You're listening to Heinous, an Asian true crime podcast brought to you by Mediacorp and produced by 1UP Media. This episode contains scenes of graphic imagery and violence. Listener discretion is advised. On that fateful morning, the authorities swiftly responded to a call for help by Lim's wife. As they entered the family's flat, a chilling sight awaited them. The lifeless corpse of Lim with five gunshot wounds marred on his body. As they combed through the scene, their eyes fell upon six discarded cartridges that lay scattered on the floor, each one a silent witness to the chaos that had transpired. According to an account provided by the grief-stricken family, 
A haunting sequence of events unfolded within the confines of their home. And according to Risa, the maid who bore witness to this tragic event, moments before Lim was shot and killed, she overheard a heated confrontation between Lim and the gunman. The details of their conversation eluded her, but the intensity of their interaction was unmistakable. As she peeked out the door, she witnessed a chilling sight. The man raising his gun, its barrel aimed at Lim. She told police that once the deafening sound of gunfire shattered the air, Lim let out an anguished cry and collapsed to the floor. Consumed by fear, Risa instinctively took a step back, her hands covering her ears as more sharp cracks of gunfire reverberated in the air. Amidst the multitude of testimonies provided by the family, a singular detail emerged as a common thread, that the gunman had a distinctly abnormal eye. Based on the description provided by more witnesses and inquiries made with Lim's acquaintances, the police were able to establish the identity of the suspected one-eyed perpetrator as Tan Cho Jin, a former associate of Lim. With this crucial information in hand, law enforcement swiftly added Tan's name to the wanted list, urging the public through media channels to come forward with any relevant information regarding his whereabouts but the work conducted by the police was about to get a whole lot harder because Tan had already managed to escape the country, aided by his Malaysian accomplice, Ho Yue Kyung. After discovering that Tan had fled to Malaysia through the Woodlands checkpoint, investigators swiftly initiated contact with their Malaysian counterparts. Shortly after commencing the intensive manhunt for Tan, the police were met with a surprising turn of events they received news that a 38-year-old man named Lim Chun Chui, also known as A Chui, had willingly turned himself in to the authorities. During questioning, A Chui revealed his association with Tan and admitted that he knew about the planned robbery targeting Lim. However, he claimed to be unaware that Tan would kill Lim Hock Soon. He also went to describe the events that transpired after the murder occurred. According to him, he stayed in the car while Tan entered the building to find Lim. After 30 minutes, Tan returned to the car, visibly agitated and holding a white plastic bag filled with the stolen money and valuables. Tan then said he had some unfinished business to do, hence instructed him to drive to a nearby canal. Upon their return, Tan contacted his accomplice, Ho Yue Kyung, and together, they left for Malaysia. It was also later revealed that Ho had helped Tan enter Singapore the day before Lim Hock Soon's murder. With the multitude of testimonies and sheer amount of damning evidence, it seemed highly unlikely that Tan would ever escape the clutches of justice. Furthermore, the weight of his crimes bore the potential consequence of the noose tightening around his neck once captured. But this was the problem. Considering the country's vast size, locating a single individual within Malaysia's massive territory would be an incredibly challenging task. How would they ever apprehend Tan? While the Singaporean authorities were diligently working on the case, a breakthrough came when the Royal Malaysian Police successfully traced the whereabouts of Tan Cho Jin. As fate would have it, Tan had reunited with an old acquaintance who happened to be a prominent local gang leader in Malaysia. Unbeknownst to Tan, this gang lord had already been under close watch by the Malaysian police, and as a result, 
swiftly became aware of Tan's presence and started covertly tracking his every action. Intent on evading capture, Tan then embarked on a journey towards Chiang Mai, Thailand, seeking refuge in budget accommodations along the way. However, on February 25th, 2006, he made an audacious decision. Perhaps he grew tired and frustrated over the constant cheap and modest accommodations. After all, what purpose did it serve to amass such a fortune if he couldn't indulge in luxury? Nevertheless, using a fake passport and bearing the fake name of Tony Kia, the one-eyed dragon checked into the luxurious Grand Plaza Park Royal Hotel in Kuala Lumpur. But the Malaysian Royal Police were already within the confines of the hotel. Around midnight, Tan, who was together with his wife and four others in one of the three rooms they booked, ordered food through room service. A few minutes later... Your food is here, sir. He's on the 13th floor. There's four of them. Send the team in. That would have been Tan's last meal as a free man, because he had been outsmarted. That seemingly ordinary waiter who served him was in fact an undercover Malaysian police officer. One of the dishes he received had been secretly bugged with a hidden listening device. And the room itself had been meticulously scanned and secured, leaving no avenue for potential escape. At 4am, while Tan and the others slept, a 12-member police team arrived and arrested all of them. On the 1st of March 2006, Tan Chao Jin was escorted by police officers and extradited back to Singapore. Once he arrived, he was taken to court and officially charged with first-degree murder. After a few days, Tan was accompanied to return to Lim's residence for the purpose of reenacting the crime. Upon catching sight of Tan, Lim's wife couldn't contain her emotions and cried out in despair, begging Tan to return her husband. The couple had shared a blissful marriage for over a decade, and Lim's mother, equally devastated, joined in, raising her voice to express her anger and disappointment towards Tan. Tan responded to their anguish with a smile. Five months later in August, while Tan was still awaiting trial, the prosecution dropped the murder charge and instead pursued a new charge of unlawful discharge of a firearm with the intent to cause harm. Interestingly, prior to the trial, Tan made the decision to dismiss his original lawyer and represent himself instead. While he did try to put up a fight against the charges he faced, records state that he frequently missed important points, became overly emotional and dramatic at times, and even intimidated witnesses to testify in his favour. Naturally, being untrained in law, Tan's defence was breaking down, and the long arm of the law was about to catch him. On May 22, 2007, after a trial full of intense drama and gripping courtroom moments, the High Court delivered its verdict. Tan Chao Jin, the one-eyed dragon, was found guilty and sentenced to death. Two years later, in January 2009, 42-year-old Tan was hanged at dawn. 
Ho Yue Kyung, the Malaysian accomplice who aided Tan in evading capture, managed to hide within Malaysia's borders and elude authorities for a remarkable period of nine years and five months. But in July 2015, Ho's luck ran out when Malaysian police apprehended him during an attempted journey from Malaysia to Batam, Indonesia. He was subsequently extradited to Singapore to face charges related to his involvement in Tan's escape from the country and his failure to disclose information pertaining to the murder of Lim Hock Soon. Following a trial in a district court in 2016, the 43-year-old Ho, who had fathered a child during his time on the run, pleaded guilty to abetting Tan's escape. Two days after his conviction, Ho Yue-kyung received a 20-month prison sentence. Heinous, an Asian true crime podcast, is brought to you by MediaCorp and produced by 1UP Media. This episode was produced and written by Yo Guang Jin with audio engineering by Ethan Sam. Special thanks to executive producer Danny Cordy from MediaCorp. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next one.